Welcome in this week in Missouri Politics Midweek Update <coughs> from our streaming studios here in Jefferson City, Missouri, brought to you by the Courtyard by Marriott here in town. You could tell. You could just tell. Go to the Missouri Times calendar. Um, I wouldn't say you're taking my word for it, but you can already tell. You see on the chamber today, more of the fundraisers. People are figuring out the, there's two places to be in Jeff City. In the morning or coffee zone, you can probably find out it's better than reading the newspaper, I hate to say. Uh, and then if you want to meet people, if you want to be the center of this of the world for the next five months is the rotunda there in the Capitol. The 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 uh, alternative center when sessions out is the courtyard by Marriott, either the lobby, the meeting rooms. Uh, you could tell today the biggest thing in town is the chamber deals there today. Uh, uh, the courtyard by Marriott, it's where people are. If you're a mover and shaker in Jeff City, you're there. Look, I know sometimes you can't get in. It's full. I mean, they advertise you're on the show. What do you expect? But you, but keep trying. Book ahead of time. Courtyard by Marriott. Book ahead. Don't book behind. Or you'll get left out. And you'll have to be one of these guys. I told you last week with the pro tip. If you have to say it somewhere that sucks, a.k.a. not the courtyard by Marriott, pretend you stay there and just slide out the side door at the end of the night. Pro tip. Big news today. First of the day, I went to and watched the swearing in of Andrew Bailey to be the attorney general. Uh, wow. I mean, I've not, I mean, that was, if you've been to the Supreme Court building, they didn't have it in the office, they had to have it in the, in the, in the lobby. Jam full. You could not have put another person in there. Uh, I think there's, there's some people that I know that text me that were waiting to get in and saw the crowd and just left. I mean, it was, I, it was amazing, not just the number of people, but, but the, uh, the legislators, judges, the, the, the influential donors uh, in the, in the state that were there. Very, uh, very big, uh, very big event. Tell you what, the guy actually just owns it. I mean, he looks like the attorney general, right? He just looks like, you know, he just looks like a guy that's in charge of something. Uh, he talked about his, he, he was the most today I've ever heard him talk about his actual combat experience. Um, he talked about how he's going to take that forward. Speaking of, a veteran buddy of mine from Popper Bluff gave me this, Stein. I love it. You can tell it's got the top, everything you need in a great Stein. I love it. Thank you very much. Uh, you know who you are. <coughs> um, but no, he was terrific. Uh, he, he, I, I couldn't hear the press conference, uh, but I'm sure, you know, it's one of those things that when you stop beating your wife and all the questions that they ask a Republican, um, the governor told a funny joke about the press. He spoke. That was kind of funny. Um, look, I, I mean, the guy, it, it's interesting to see his, it, it, Andrew Bailey's the closest thing to a normal person you're going to see at a job like this. Normally you've been in a bunch of government jobs before this and you, not that you're not a good guy or a good, good person, just it's kind of strange, right? Uh, you, there's, there's, there's a rhythm and a hum to things that you think are important because you've been in this for a long time. Andrew Bailey's not been actually elected in this for a long time. And so it's interesting to see how he, uh, like he doesn't have a Facebook page, right? Uh, that's kind of odd in the situation, but he's been preparing. And I'm going to tell you, the staff he's put together, geez, uh, we've talked about that before, but today was a big day for him. He did outstanding. Um, let's look through here. Let's let's uh, if you if you get the whispering gallery, and pull it up. We're going to go back a little bit. Let's talk about some issues that won't one issue that won't be around this year. Masbina tax credits. Now here's the thing. Well, I just take a sip of soda here. The thing I'm not um, the thing that chaps me a little bit sometimes, <coughs> right? Is that rural Missouri has to beg and plead and go through three years of hell to get an economic development program for rural Missouri uh, in, right? Just just renewed. Just renewed. This was no new program. This has been on forever. The suburban people who complain constantly nonstop 
They get all their stuff while they complain. Rule people have to uh, smile and be nice and then beg just to get back to even. So now maybe this year, rural Missouri folks can start to actually have their priorities addressed. And people are going to say, well, you had your priorities addressed last year. No, 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 no. That was just getting back to level. I want, you know, here's the difference between city, real suburban. There's no real, there's no real, uh, well, there are urban Republicans, but anyhow, historic tax credits. Tax credits, it's only for the cities, right? When they had a St. Louis governor, he cut the rural ones where they built a little housing in rural Missouri. The rural people have never taken the city credits hostage. Never. Too nice to our own detriment. Rural people are too nice. City people eat their lunch. Rural people extract no revenge. And here we are. Uh, let's talk about the issue that's going to come up, education. Um, look, you, you know, you can, you can fish around however you want to. I'm sure there's a lot of people that mean well. But at the, at the end of the day, it's about the money. And when people, you know, when it's mostly about the money, people say it's not about the money. It's all about the money. All everything about this is about the money. Uh, the mass stuff is about the money. The CRT stuff is about the money. The uh, what the trends is about the money. It's about the money. Trust me. And if if I said it wasn't about the money, you would know for damn sure it's about the money. Um, for a long time, rural folks have been voting with uh, for education reforms, right? And what they've done is, well, one, they give a lot of money to the caucuses, the charter folks, a lot of money, big donors. Uh, and, you know, what you're going to you're going to be heard. That's just politics. <clears throat> but they went along and voted for this and that. And then everybody got ticket to their school with the mask. And now they've got something where uh, a CRT, which I I think CRT is basically if you don't like something's being taught at school, you say it's critical race theory. Uh, I'm sure there probably is some critical race theory being taught. I, I send it to me. Uh, 573-429-5777. Take a picture of it. Send it to me. Be glad to write about it. If it's going on, let's stop it. But right now, I don't think people are doing it. Um, if they are doing it, let's let's talk about it. Let's let's have these people answer for it. Maybe there's a good reason to do this. Who knows? Um, but it's all about moving this money around. <laughs> and right now, the schools benefit, the rural schools benefit from the formula. It's about changing that equation. It's about taking these charter schools and getting them into this formula, expanding that. And I promise you, I promise you. Um, so let's, let's look at the, as if you listen to the suburban Republicans, um, if you're sent your, your kid to school today in Richland, Missouri, Richland, Missouri is a town in Eastern Stoddard County. Their mascots, the Richland rebels. If you listen to a suburban Republican, I'm sure they're the wokest, craziest left-wingers you've ever met. Now, I've spent a lot of time in Richland, Missouri, and I've never even found a Democrat, much less a liberal. Hell, the last time a liberal was there, Jerry Howard stopped and got gas at the gas station where they cooked the chicken strips. Um, the truth is, if you're, if, you're at the Richland, if you're a Richland rebel, your biggest threat to your school and your way of life <laughs> is not a Democrat. <laughs> no, no, no. It is a suburban Republican. Write it down. They think you're woke, and they they're going to try to convince your rep Herman Morris that Richland is super woke, or that this isn't about Richland, but it, it's about Richland like this. When they crack this formula open, right now, rural people benefit from the formula. When you crack it open, we will never get that good a deal. We spent three years just trying to get back to even on ag programs, ag programs. It'll never be that good again. I could tell, I don't know all the things that happened in this Senate leadership election. 
I, I told you, I've discussed it with, I think Senator Olafson just was cutthroat savvy knife fighter. And she won her race based off of bare knuckle politics. And I, and you know, as a person that observes politics, I was impressed by just the backroom bare knuckle knifing she did to win. It's what a leader really has to do to lead. Um, but there was also a deal with Koenig and Rowden and Koenig didn't take the nomination. He, he, he gave it up. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up education chair. Uh, number one, Caleb Rowden always has a logic. You may disagree with what Caleb Rowden does, right? You may disagree, but, but Caleb Rowden can tell you a logical reason he got there, right? There, whatever, whatever you think of Caleb Rowden and any decisions or any votes or whatever, whatever it was, he had a reason for doing it. There, there's not a lot of just waking up and just, you know, shooting from the hip from Caleb Brown. Uh, so I think that they probably do agree on this. I think, look, if you're from the suburbs, you don't care about what you care about rural school. Dude. You'll tell them it's not going to affect you, but we're to the point now where the mask come off and it's going to affect them. Uh, I, I tend to think, look, I, I, I've told this before, rural Missourians are too nice to their own detriment. If rural Missourians were, if rural Missouri legislators were livestock, they would give the old boy driving the cattle truck direction to the slaughterhouse. They just would. They're just too nice. Their constituents suffer. They'll give along to go along. They'll try to make the suburban people happy. You can never make them happy. They never stop complaining. And and I I would say, now you've done the things. Now here's what here's the interesting part. The charter school people have raised these CRT uh, trans things, right? And they've 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 convinced folks that it's softened up the support for local schools. Now I went to Neelyville. Heather Rankin is the superintendent. I don't think there's any trans athletes at Neelyville, but our representative Hardy Billington will vote to screw over Neelyville if I had to guess when that vote comes up, and he'll justify it because I guess Richland, I guess the Richland Rebels are too woke. I don't know, but uh, I'm sure someone is woke and screwing Neelyville somehow helps this. I, I guess. I don't really know. I, I can't piece it together anymore. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I think it could be that some of these people, they've convinced them these are real problems. So they're going to have to demand they pass these two bills before they get into the money. They might have done such a good job on the on the issue generation that they can't get to where they're trying to get to because they've done such a good job getting people up. That That could be the case. We'll see. It might be the case that it takes so long to pass those two bills this session they really don't get into the money, but we'll see. Uh, you know, it comes down to, <clears throat> it all comes down to, can you sell a rural legislator a pig and a poke? Some of these rural legislators are just zealots, wackos. They, they really should be in the suburbs, frankly. But most of them are give along to get along guys, and will they buy a pig and a poke? Uh, we'll see. That's a good thing. The great thing about politics, the great thing, is there's a scoreboard. Did you buy the pig and the poke or not? We'll see. Uh, let's look backwards. Um, best lobbying from last year, ag, obviously. Took the governor coming in, though. MATA, can you imagine? MATA has has totally changed the entire issue of, of, of torts and, and, and the entire judiciary issue. MATA has got involved and done the best lobbying of the year. They went from a target all the time to, I don't think you could get by them right now. I don't think you could get by them in the state senate. I mean, you got Jill Carter. You just go down to the list. They had major wins. I don't think you can get around them. Best campaigns, um, Senator Carter beating an incumbent. 
you know, to me though, that was you you broke a lot of traditions there, and I'm a traditional. I'm a conservative because I think things should stay the same. So I'm actually a real conservative, not a kino. Kino? Can you say kino? Sino? Conservative in name only? Sino? Kino? Yeah, either way. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Coleman ran a great race, very competitive three-way. <coughs> she won. Um, some of the other races were sort of, I don't think you were surprised by Trent or Rusty or Nick. By the time you kind of got down to voting, you kind of see where things were. Um, uh, I don't know that those races were particularly uh, close by the by the time of the end. Hers was. She pulled out an eyes. But Travis Fitzwater talked about his campaign. I mean, they did everything. They kind of had some alliances going on over there in Troy and Lincoln County. Uh, they kind of they they didn't have enough, they had some outside money hit just right. They were able. They, the guy had in the rural race. It's about geography and money. And Fitzwater was on the short end of both and won the race anyway. Took every trick in the book. It was a great race. General election, Senator McCreary. I mean, she just she was poised. She was careful. She was the front runner. There was a lot of red wave talk. There was a whole lot of folks talking about, oh, we're going to come in here and, and dump a lot of money. End of the day, she ran a front-runner race. It was the right race, and she won by a good, comfortable margin. Um, House Democrats, uh, when you win, you win. Scoreboard. Picked up seats. Best night they had in a long time. Best donor of the cycle, Torch. If you have some money right now and you don't want to give it to Edward Jones, give it to Torch. Those people know how to invest. They, they, were, they were in so many good races. For a long time, the VLT people, Senator Hoskins, had more political clout than Torch did who's kind of a gray machine, and, and I won't bore you with the details. I think this cycle is where now, where the VLTs were the senior partner because of Denny, the Torch folks have such numbers now. I think they're the senior partner. Uh, and I think Torch has a big decision on how sports gaming goes. And, and I talk about it in the meme. I just think they're going to – the pressure is going to be they're going to give up, right? They're just going to give up and say, okay, you win. <clears throat> we will just go ahead and we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and um, – and pass a bill to get sports gaming done, and we'll give you some concessions, possible. Uh, Ryan DeBoof, big Jahan deal. Jahan's so smart. He looks younger than he actually is. His book of business looks older than it is because uh, it's a fat. Ryan DeBoof coming in, great pickup. He's going to do so great. If you need something in the budget, I might pick up the phone and call uh, Han DeBoof. Uh, you know, Allie Gatewood moved over to Senator Schaefer at Lathrop. Great, great pickup. She knows it's a great mix because you have Senator Shaver knows the Senate. He's got a lot of the, a certain type of relationships, and nobody's smarter about law than Kurt. And you've got Ali. He's got all these relationships from the House and this energy and, and, and really brings in people. It's a great, great pairing, I think, of different strengths and weaknesses. Um, Heath Clarkson and Doug Nelson move over uh, to, to their own firm. Uh, Clarkson and Nelson, it's just not a better two guys in Jeff City than Heath Clarkson and Doug Nelson. They're going to be successful whatever they do. Uh, all right, session tomorrow. Let's get into why you're really here. First, you want a book to read. This right here. In, in our age, they're going to try to cancel me. They're going to try to cancel you. They're going to try to cancel every. You're going to be – the only way no one tries to cancel you is if you just don't matter. This is Stalking, Harassment, and Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. John Combest, a friend of mine. I started the Missouri Times with the with the way I would tell people whether reporters did a good job or not. Did John link to your story? I would not have ever started a newspaper ever without reading John Combes every morning um, and really enjoying his 
I learned a lot about a story because the story would usually have some left wing balance. John would tweak the headline to a bit of a right balance. And, and, and the, the, the difference in the headline he would pick and what would written, uh, it, I never would have gotten this business without, without his website, johncombest.com. I, I, I pulled together the links of all the stories around the state. Get this book. It's so good. You either are going to enjoy it because you've lived it, or you need to know this for when you do live it, because it will come. The uh, What I always try to be is the Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game. Therefore, it's hard to cancel me. Okay. All of you, you can go to my social media, Twitter, Facebook. I think I have an Instagram, but I, I don't really know how to use it. I uh, have uh, waited, and I finally, I asked for a jury trial last time. I show up. My lawyer shows up, the, the vaunted Richard Callan Esquire, and they dismiss the charges, which I objected to. So I cashed the check in a $1 bills, and it's in the bar, in the bar, which cut back there. Um, but it, this this craziness just continues. They're just the scam. It's just a scam. They know you'll just pay the ticket. So I'll just throw a few out. It's so funny. Uh, the point of – now, Kelton, maybe you tell me if I'm wrong. The point – of parking tickets, right, is to keep the flow of traffic moving in an area, which I agree with needs to happen. <clears throat> the way they do it is just, I guess, randomly kind of throw tickets at people. If you have a truck, I guess they stereotype you as a hillbilly and they write you eight or ten. But the, the interesting thing is they have buggies who sit in the middle of the street while they write these tickets. And, and Kelton, what do the little buggies do on a two-lane street with street parking? It blocks the damn traffic. It's it's the most, literally, you come up with the dumbest government system ever. I mean, ever. And the city of Jefferson says, hold my beer. And they'll show you their parking division. So I wrote to Judge Evans. You can follow along on the internet. It is with great disappointment and regret that I write you again as the head of the municipal court of the city of Jefferson and ask for a jury trial on erroneously issued parking tickets. The targeting of this simple hillbilly, simple F-150, has reached a Putin-esque level that Vladimir himself will be quite proud of. Again, I find myself targeted for persecution by an out-of-control city bureaucracy, and I have no other place of refuge except for his courtroom. I hope Judge Evans is fair. We'll see. As I've written in the past, I've got several tickets that I've deserved and paid for. <clears throat> Candidly, some I'm not so sure about, which I've also paid. However, I've come to believe there's no logically signage they say 90 minutes. It doesn't say you can move a different spot. They're still, it's just a scam. So I believe, you know, when when a real ticket is issued from a real city to city, what is on the ticket? The person's name. Now they had all meter bay number four, and then they changed it to the the, the artist formerly known as meter bay number four. And I, I you don't even know who. It's, it's some kind of math equation. And I, I, so I wrote back, I understand his incompetence, but it's in truly shocking to see a governmental body's incompetence being something they're seemingly obsessed with highlighting to everyone, not only in this town or county, but to literally everyone in the state. Proof of that incompetence is SB 369, filed by the highly respected Senator Justin Brown of Rolla, the previous chairman of the Senate Public Safety Committee. SB 369 was created to safeguard Missouri residents visiting their capital from being harassed by the now notoriously incompetent parking department. The problem is so incredibly obvious to everyone in the state that incoming president pro tem of the Missouri Senate, Caleb Browton, has committed to refer this vital legislation and stated on the record, we will get this done. Further, the problems are so acute, the Senate Minority Leader, Senator Rizzo, 
has also expressed his support of the legislation in order to safeguard its constituents from further harassment. In an age where more and more issues divide Missourians than ever before, the one thing that seemingly everyone in this state, from Republicans to Democrats, urban to rural, liberals to conservatives, one thing they all agree on is that the parking division of the city of Jefferson is wildly, completely, and overwhelmingly incompetent. Incompetent. So I went out to tell, there's been some very brave whistleblowers. Thank you very much for coming forward or, or contacting me privately. Your names will be, you can Google me. I don't give my sources. Uh, they, they brought some things about how the city basically wanted to build a parking garage, as I've told you before. If certain elites, if you're an elite, you contact the city government. Hell, they throw your tickets away and they'll change the rules on your street, depending on your last name. Those those were those the emails were sent to me. Some city officials took issue. I stood on, I pay absorbent taxes here for property. I stood on private sidewalk, private doorstep, and filmed a government employee on the public right of way doing what's well, a government scam, but I guess the city calls it government. Service. And one high ranking city official said they will have none of that. Can you imagine a city department so arrogant? that they think they can violate the First Amendment and dictate to you where you're allowed to film and not film. Uh, it's startling. And then, unfortunately, it has become to light that the constant of ha having to cover up for the city parking division has led some folks to do some unethical things. I think that may come out. Uh, look, we've all tried. I go through and explain how I'd like cameras in the courtroom, how I'd like a large gallery. Uh, I talked about how last time I showed up in court and they dismissed the tickets. So I am preemptively objecting to any dismissal of said tickets. I want no deal. No deal. I want no dismissal. If the city is confident enough to write me their harassment slips, back it up in court. I don't think it can. We'll be, it'll be interesting. And... Uh, I, 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 I do believe that the, um, I do believe that there is a, uh, uh, there's a hillbilly custom where you look a man in the eye and you talk to him about this, which I would have went to judge Evans and delivered this personally, but I've been told there are rules against ex parte communications where a judge and someone on trial or his lawyers can't discuss the case without, you know, both parties there which I'm sure they follow, right? Right? So, signed, simple, he'll be like, copied Eric Schmidt, Andrew Bailey, obviously I copied the president, Bill DeWitt is that third. Chief Justice Wilson, TMZ Governor Parson, I sent one to Matlock, uh, John Graham of the bar, I sent one to Vladimir Zelensky, that some bitch knows how to fight. Uh, Judge Fisher, I sent one to Tom Cruise and David Miscavige. Dude, you've seen those documentaries, Kelton? Those Scientology dudes, they're hardcore. Maybe, I mean, maybe they'd help out. Um, as it one to obviously mayor-elect Ron Fitzwater, 2,100 more hours till we're not under siege. Governor of Montana, John Dutton, the speaker, uh, Judge Chapman, government apologist, Stephanie Bell, Esquire, Senator Rowden Locke, Judge Gertner, Judge Lancito, Senator Rizzo, Betsy from the court, Joe Exotic, Steve Limbaugh, Johnny Depp. I mean, you know, dude wins cases, right? Uh, and then Judge Grocock, I would have sent one of the, I would have CC'd 
<coughs> a um, member of the Supreme Court from Southern Missouri, except none exists. So there we go. You can't send one to them because it doesn't exist. We'll see. I mean, I you know, some say Judge Evans is tapped for big things. Uh, there's a scripture that says, the Lord, if you're faithful over a few small things, he'll make you ruler over many. Uh, I look forward to my finally having my day in court. The legal team, we're bolstering it as we speak. More people are coming on board. I'll talk about that in the coming weeks. And uh, I will live stream the trial. There's a picture online of me delivering this letter and 70 or 80 parking tickets I've gotten to the city. Uh, I, now, look, I'll close with this. Be warned. There's 2,100 and change more hours for the city of Jefferson Parking Division to harass you. Then Ron Fitzwater comes in. And two things, one thing's going to happen here. Either they fire their the parking division and they restructure it, or the state just passes a law and takes care of it, right? I, I think what they'll do is they're going to go insane scamming money the next 2,100 hours. I mean, they're going to want ring every dime out of you that they can. They're basically going to blow their nose on the state flag and do any anything they can do to squeeze a nickel out before Ron comes in like John Wayne swinging through those saloon doors and takes care of the problems. Um, I would just be forewarned. If you come downtown, it is an occupied area. Anything they can do to squeeze a nickel out of you, they're going to do for the next 2,100 hours. Any Now, if you're an elite, don't worry about it. You just call City Hall, they'll take care of it. No problem. No problem. You're totally good. If you're a regular common hillbilly like myself, if you know, if you're just an old boy who tends bar or carpenter, plumber, just someone like me, they are gonna squeeze you and squeeze you. And and I, you know, I don't know what you do about it. Um, if I were you, if you'll contact me, I'll send you a copy of this letter. You can use it as a template to ask for your jury trial. <clears throat> and you know, maybe by the time Ron's there, there's something he could do. I don't know. I mean, it's a tall order. I'm gonna buy Ron a broom because I mean the clean the house cleaning he has to do is epic. Changing the entire culture of something's not easy. I'll leave it with you. If you're at the ball tomorrow, come by 225 Mass and say hello. Or if I see you around, uh message me, Facebook, Twitter. You all you should have my cell phone. I'll give it out earlier. <coughs> I'd love to visit with you if you come in. But just watch your back downtown. The government, look, I'll end with this. 50% of the time, the government's your enemy every time. See you Sunday on the show of Speaker Plocker, Minority Leader Rizzo, Pro, Senate President Pro Tem Caleb Brown, and Minority Leader Crystal Quaid. All four of them for the half hour. It's going to be fun. We'll see you Sunday, unless I get arrested for parking tickets on this weekend, Missouri Politics. <laughs>